Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM. Yeah, that's right. So far, so good. 105.3 FM HD2. Kenner, New Orleans. Weather news is next uh, a minute ago because you missed it. If you didn't, you didn't catch it the first time. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's nice to be here with you talking about food, restaurants, cooking, wine, and, you know, everything else that's delicious. Ron the Gourmet Waiter is our official uh, guest host today. And uh, I asked him if he wouldn't mind doing it, uh, along with a couple of other servers who came along and took my challenge. And I said... uh, you know, it's up to you to look good and, and to say smart things, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, uh, this is not the first time you've done this, but you certainly seem to have a, a feeling for it now. Well, it's always I mean, fun to be here. The good news is yeah? I'm not trying to take well, your job like we joke about. <clears throat> I love being your wingman. Oh, yeah. There you go. I can see it leaving right now. They just sold my car. And then, <laughs> no, kidding, kidding. In the uh, first hour, we <clears throat> spoke about a couple yeah. of things. One yeah, of them was uh, the death meal, the last meal that you could eat. Yep. Another thing we spoke about was the top five Italian restaurants in or near the French Quarter. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to broaden that to top five Italian restaurants outside the French Quarter, meaning mm-hmm. basically in the entire city. And I've got a couple. Ooh, you, come you to the- have undertaken a very big job because the number of Italian restaurants around New Orleans is tremendous. I, I don't remember, and I've got a lot of old guidebooks of mine that go back you know, 20, 30, 40 years, and uh, we've never had the number of Italian restaurants that we had back then now. It's, it's incredible how much Italian food, and it's good. So uh, having taken up all your time there, what what's your thoughts on it? I like Andreas. Yeah? I like Andreas for he several reasons. He does, too. That's uh, one of his favorite restaurants. I'll bet it is because he's been serving fine Italian food for a long time. One of the reasons why mm-hmm. I like Andreas is because of Cafe Blue, his bar. Mm-hmm. And being able to get a couple of small plates as opposed to just sitting down and having a large a larger meal, although I like to do mm-hmm. that there as well. So Andreas would definitely yep. be at at or near the top of that list. Yeah, that's uh, it's uh, it's very interesting because a lot of again I tell you a lot of people uh, feel that way, and he has uh, 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 whatever else can be said about Chef Andrea, he's always in the middle of things. And if you challenge him to do just about anything, he will do it for you. I've seen it happen again and again. It came up last week. There was a lady who uh, had a flat tire, I think it was. And uh, he went out there because somebody said, there's a lady out there who's got a problem. And he went out there, and within a few minutes, he had arranged for a tow truck to come out and drag it to the uh, to the place where he was going to get it fixed again but the uh but the, the lady herself uh, chef andrea arranged for 
a, a limo to pick her up and bring her to her house. And she wasn't even a regular customer there. She just happened to be there. And for him to do that, you know, you talk about hospitality and about somebody who does good service. I mean, that's pretty hard to beat. That's going over the top. Yeah. Now, I'm going to mention another one. And this is going to be a whodunit. Okay. Okay. When I was in grammar school, I went to grammar school with the Compagnos. Yeah? Yes. The Compagnos from St. Charles Avenue? Yes. Now, my uh, whodunit. There, there used to be four of them. Is the my Who Done It is the yeah. restaurant that replaced Compagnos? Oh yeah, uh huh. Vincent. Yes. Yeah, terrific place. Underrated. It looks like it's a little neighborhood joint and isn't going to turn out for you. Not in my experience. Everything I've ever had there has been first class. He's really done a great job. They went in and renovated the restaurant, yep. modernized it. Vincent came in, brought in his own ideas. I probably ought to say that uh, Vincent and I have known one another for a long time. Uh, and and what, the, what was going on is that back at the very beginning of that radio, uh, of that um, restaurant, Vincent's, it was also the beginning of this radio show. They both started at a, almost exactly the same moment. And uh, because of that, uh, any any of his regular customers from a long time ago, they're still part of the restaurant practically, and, and you can go over there and get served very, very well without having to, again, I tell you, you know, put a huge pile of money on the, on the, in front of the boss. You're at 105.3 <clears throat> FM HD2 WWL, where we talk food with you. Uh-huh. Call us up. Well We'd done. love to hear from you. It's 504-260-MENU or 504-260-6368. Yeah, call us up. Why not? If you've never done it before, it's kind of an interesting thing. It won't upset you too much, but maybe, uh, you know, put a key uh, word or something in there and you'll get there. Okay, my next whodunit in the Italian is going to be two relatives who have Italian restaurants, Uh which are separate. But there's one on the North Shore and there's one on the South Shore. And I believe they share the same red sauce recipe. Uh, This sounds like impostados. Yes. Okay. I don't know if they serve the same. uh, It it would actually be logical that they uh, both share the same uh, red sauce because uh, uh, that family, you're right, you've identified them right away. Uh, They actually have a, a, not a factory exactly, but it's a a big production production. Plant is not the word either. It makes, but they they prepare it there. They also make their own pasta, and that really shows that uh, Alfredo pasta that they do. It's perfection. And I've been there yes. to to Italy, and I'm telling you, there's nobody in Italy better than that. Now my next restaurant is going to be the North Shore yeah. version. All right. This is Sal and Judy's. Sal and Judy, and Sal and Judy's made all of the sauce. And uh, that you were referring to a, a minute ago. Boy, that guy can cook. That is one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. Uh, yeah, and you will find it totally consistent, and there's only one problem with uh, going to Sal and Judy's, and that is they are almost always at the packed limit on the ceiling, practically. Uh, it, they uh, have a lot of regular customers, and they are just irresistible. Like they're in there all the time. We're talking top five restaurants, Italian restaurants, 
outside of the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. Call us up with your favorite. We'd love to hear from you. I'm yeah. Ron the Gourmet Waiter. This is with Tom Fitzmorris. 504-260-6368. What's your favorite Italian restaurant in yeah. the French Quarter or out of the French Quarter? Mm-hmm. Lately, uh, the one I like, well, I'm, I'm going to save this for a while. Let some other people get in. Uh, 260-6368. And uh, great time of year. We are. Uh, we have just escaped from the. Uh, well, we, we I was coming at it the wrong way. This uh, today is the beginning of the carnival season, and now we uh, head towards Lent and uh, and then Easter and all that. Boy, it moves fast at this time of year, doesn't it? It flies but by. It really does. But um, a lot of that coming by, and a lot of interesting things, com- you know, that are part of this, like. Uh, for example, Arno's uh, had this had a dish on its menu going way back, and it involved uh, some flaming in the kitchen and whole uh, little birds that they would put together, and uh, it was just great. Uh, or you thought it would be in the old days, and you realize that the the old days uh, never knew what they were doing, and then. The new guys came along, Archie Kasbarian, and, and did it right. And now I think it's um, that's a that's a really great restaurant. I'm 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 a big fan of Arno's and have been ever since uh, since uh, Archie and his company, well, and his wife and son, daughter, they're all all there. Brunch, lunch, brunch, yep, or dinner. If you had to pick one at Arno's, oh God. Number one, uh, Arno's for brunch. Just everything I want out of that. Best brunch in the city, possibly? Maybe so. Uh, Brennan's would be on that list. Uh, Let's see, who else? Um, How about Commander's Palace? Commander's Palace, yeah. You know, Commander's Palace, the, uh, I think they're at their best, which is most of the time. It, It needs no questioning at all. It's it's happening. You're not you're not even sure how it's happening, but it is definitely happening. And uh, on top of that, um, or on on below it, maybe I should say, I I think as as beautiful a restaurant as that is, especially at midday when you would be on a Sunday brunch and you've got the trees and all of that, I still don't think that's the best time to go there. If you want to go to Commander's Palace and really experience the the, the food there. And the service and the wines and everything else, go for dinner. Go for dinner. That's not true of every restaurant in the world, but it is of that one, I would say. So, what do you say to that, huh? 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 I love dinner top at Commander's Palace. Top that off, will you? I love dinner at Commander's Palace because that's where I went when I, for my high school prom. Did you? Yes. Oh, lucky you. Did I, I ever was... tell you where I went for my prom? I remember the story, so I'd love to hear it. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll play God the people with that. But it was uh, <clears throat> I um, uh, went to the uh, Bally High, uh, which not many people will remember. But if you're old enough, you certainly do. It was at Pontchartrain Beach, and you would you would uh, a lot of people did that. So they had all of what they called uh, uh, the cuisine of the of. Pacific. <laughs> this was. Uh, they said all of this was coming out of the Pacific Ocean somewhere, and it was 
what was it? there's a there's a name for it. Polynesian. Thank you. There's no such thing as a Polynesian cuisine. It never existed anywhere. These people were out in the middle of the ocean, but uh, they made a big fuss over it, and uh, especially over at uh, the the restaurant I'm telling you about, and uh, and then it it kept on going, and that's where you go. You would take your girlfriend or your boyfriend or who else and. And uh, there you are, and then you go to the dance. But then it all kind of went away. So this was your prom night? No. <laughs> After all of that, I'm sorry to have wasted all of your time. Uh, no, my, uh, my, my prom night menu, that, that's, it's too much to even start talking about it. Some okay. other time. If you dig around on the website, you'll find it. Okay. Yeah. How about the chefs that have been at Commander's Palace over the years? They've all branched out and done their own things. Yeah, well, some of them have, not all of them. Okay. Uh, like, I know you're a big fan of Mr. B's Bistro. Mr. B's, I certainly was. You know, that's Ralph Brennan's end of the uh, the fa- of the Commander's, um, excuse me, uh, Ralph Brennan Yes. Uh, and his sister. Uh, uh, they have owned it uh, since Katrina, really, if I remember correctly. Uh, but they, uh, they that all expanded as time went on, and it's hard to to, to make a difference between the two of them. Uh, but they sure did uh, do a good job with uh, that kind of that kind of dining. Yeah, how about brunch? The old-fashioned traditional brunch. What would you have? The buffet style. Uh, As I'm, I'm going to skip the buffet, and I'm going I'm to yeah. go with service. What what would be on your brunch menu? What would you uh, order? First of all, I'm, I don't like brunch very much. I mean, to just the, the whole idea of it, I, I, I don't, it's not my kind of thing. There are some restaurants that get away with it, but uh, I don't. I can't get worked up about them. Brennan's would, would I think, be my top. Uh, Broussard's, I think, is better than you think it's going to be. And let's see. Oh, I'd have to think about that for a while because it's something I don't go to. Brennan's, yeah, Brennan's on Royal Street, but they they do breakfast every day. Yes, and uh, which is you know they invented that. This is the food show. We're talking yep. brunch. Where would you go for brunch if you had one brunch left? It's, it's <laughs> one brunch left. This is one hundred five point three FM right. HD two WWL mm. where we talk food with you. Call us up, 504-260-6368. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Thank you. It's the food show, and we're smirking and uh, telling funny little jokes and uh, walking around and talking about the food scene in New Orleans. That is what we do for a living around here. Who's we? Well, there's we, Tom, uh, me, Tom Fitzmorris. Nice to be here with you. We have Ron, the gourmet waiter here. And it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you and Marianne for having me here. Well, uh, thank you very much for allowing us to have a little free time here in the middle of nowhere. I also want <laughs> to recognize that... our our producer, Doug, the man behind the glass. Yep. Uh, he is more of a pro than most people have any idea, and that's pretty good. So whatever that meant that I just said. Anyway, um, I had this, this thing that I wrote down here, and I don't know whether it's here just to, for joke purposes or, or what, but it says... Restaurant future, oops, excuse me. Yeah, restaurants of the future. I've, I can't say I've picked that sentence before and thought about it. 
But as long as it's sitting here in front of me, can I throw it on in front of you? Well, of course we can. And I'm All qualified right, well, to it. talk about that because oh, I've good. been a server and a manager for a while. One of the changes that I've seen in the industry is getting away from servers and going to counter service. We spoke about that last hour. Counter service. What, yes. what, what is that? It's where everything is eaten on a counter? Either that or you walk up to the counter and place uh -huh. your order and then they give you a number or they call your name when your food's ready. Oh. The whole idea is you, you, you're basically serving yourself. Oh, brother. This, uh, this is, as you might have guessed from my sounds, not my favorite way to go to a restaurant. I think that Mike is on the phone. Well, uh, let's finish what you were saying first. I just, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's changing. The, the, the whole industry is changing. And one of the things that they're changing, too, is counter service. And I, I'm not a big fan of it. And then you see these drive throughs with just yeah. unlimited cars in the drive through To me, that's not... That's not real food or how I'd like it. I can't stand it. But uh, let's do it. I, I don't, I'm not convinced that it's permanent. I think uh, we might talk them out of it. So we have a caller? We do, indeed. Uh, I forgot who it was. Mike. Mike. Mike, welcome to the food show. Hello. Hello there. Come on in. A couple of restaurant reports to tell you about. One on the South Shore, one on the North Shore. Mm -hmm. Went to uh, Gallagher's 527 on New Year's Eve. Excellent as always. Yep. I had a good bottle of champagne as well as crab meat St. Francis and that wonderful veal chop because ah. mush mushroom cream sauce. And that was really delicious. My wife had halibut. That was very good, she said. Yeah. Uh, halibut, by the way, is uh, the, the uh, fish of the day uh, in Halifax. Uh, the, I wanted to I, make sure that that uh, word got up. One of the things I really like about Gallagher's on New Year's Eve is that it's the regular menu at regular prices. Isn't that something? You know, that's one of the best things about that restaurant. They, they play that game all the time. They, they have an enormous that's, that's, menu, and it's uh, it's very good. That's very rare on New Year's Eve that somebody doesn't have a special menu at an elevated price, you know? Yeah, that's true. The uh, second place... And it's the second time I've been there, is Rizzuto's. Rizzuto's is good, isn't it? It's good. I, uh, I, I really like the place a lot. Okay? Me I like too, the yeah. Feel of the place. I like the feel of the place. I enjoy being there. They're very, very hospitable and accommodating. The food I find to be very good to excellent. I have one complaint, and it showed itself on both occasions, one time yep. with a companion and one time with myself and they seem <laughs> to have they seem to have a hard time getting steaks and chops mm. to the proper temperature to the mm. proper temperature that's interesting i can't say that i've experienced that before but i know how exasperating that can be i ordered the veal chop i had a veal chop over there also i was i guess in a veal chop kind of a mood and uh, i don't like veal any less well done than medium uh, I eat steak, medium rare, but veal, I want medium. I don't want it to be moist inside and wet inside. And it came out medium rare. And I was, no, I did not tell them about it. No, I did not send it back because for a multitude of reasons, I don't like sending food back. It just throws the whole meal off. And that is true. That it, wasn't, it wasn't that it wasn't edible. It was, and it was <clears> top <throat> quality veal, but it would have just been better if it had been cooked the way I had requested it. And it was not inexpensive at $65. Yeah, I guess so. That's it. One, one final thing regarding uh, a last meal. 
The thing that comes to my mind probably more than anything else, and obviously it's no longer available, but Gerard Crozier would have provided that meal. Oh, brother, would that have been true? It would would have been a prime strip steak with paragadine sauce and potato staff and moi and whatever else he felt like putting out that night, you know? Yep, I sure do. I was uh, I ate in his restaurant the second day they were open. I I was working within about maybe ten blocks at, back in those days. This was in New Orleans East, and uh, it had a big sign on the front that said uh, "Gross," uh, 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 the name of the place, and uh, Crozier, uh, Crozier uh, yeah. French cuisine. Uh, probably he had it in French. And I thought, what? Let me, I gotta get a laugh from this. And I pulled in, sat down, had the same dinner that I would have probably another 50 times before he uh, passed away. But uh, what a chef that guy was. Really miss him. Really understated. You know, he didn't get all the uh, publicity that a lot of other people got, but he was as good as anybody that ever cooked in this city. He he always got a five star from me. So my okay, today's, today's 12th night. I thought y'all would be talking about king cakes, you know? Oh, oh, well, yeah. you know, I thought about that, but there's so much of that being talked about by everybody else. I yeah. thought I'd hang on. All right. Hey, wait, wait. Before, wait, 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 right. wait. Before you get right. away, you and I had right. a conversation about uh, three weeks ago or so. We were talking about um, vintage, um, um, uh, vintage right. port. Port. Yeah. Port, yeah. Uh, I was digging out my wine pile, uh, getting ready for for, uh, uh, for New Year's, and I found a '77 vintage. Vintage. Uh, Do you remember what house? What house it was? You know, I, I I should, but I if and if I were at home, I'd run and check it. But it's uh, it's yeah. a, it's a major, but I can't remember which one exactly it is. So uh, we're going to have to get together. Uh, some some regular customers here and and split. I have a, I have I have a special corkscrew that's perfect for this type. Of, well, the thing yeah. about it is, the thing about it is, is that that cork is almost always going to crumble to pieces. That's true. Not only the age, but also the high alcohol content of port just eats the corks up. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a corkscrew out there. It's not inexpensive, but you can buy one at a Costa Paces. It's like a hundred bucks to tell you the truth. Mm. And it's called a Duran, okay? And what it is, you know what an ISO is, right? Yeah. An ISO is that two-prong thing that you stick down and mm-hmm. you twist and pull straight out. Yeah, those are great. Oh, I use them all the time. ISOs are quite inexpensive, and the problem with an ISO is it'll do that job very well if you don't push the cork all the way in when you're inserting it. Yeah. But the, yeah. the, the Duran is a hybrid. You, they give you a worm, like a regular corkscrew, which you insert first, and that keeps the cork from going down into the bottle. And then the ISO part of the Duran is what lifts the you, cork out. You, you walk it out. It works incredible. It, it works penny. really well. On those, yeah. on those occasions when you need it, it's irreplaceable. Okay, so uh, remember that I uh, uh, that I uh, w- are counting on you for bringing that, and uh, we will uh, have that All bottle right. sometime uh, in the... Uh, unpredictable future. Mike, I've got a quick question for you because you sound like you're very qualified. Okay, so I've got a question for you. Okay. I'm Ron, the gourmet waiter. Since you're obviously a gourmet, next time you call in, can we get you to be Mike, the gourmet blank? Uh, Marianne wants me to be Mike, the gourmet gourmet. Okay. (laughs) But I know I'm just a regular guy, you know. You sound like a gourmet. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I'm not an enophile, that's for sure. I don't like anything with file on the end of it, you know. Mm. Yes, yeah. Uh, All okay. right. Well, that Happy covers that. See you. Happy New Bye. Year, Mike. Bye. It's The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's fun being here with you, talking about eating and drinking and such. Half past the hour already. How did that happen? We were talking about port just a mm. minute ago. Port, and Mike yeah. mentioned the high, the high alcohol content contributing to some of these corks that are just going to go yeah. ahead and yeah. basically disintegrate when you pull them out. So I've got a trick for you. Tell me. Okay. Push the cork in. Okay. Yeah. What you what, what you want to do is you want to get another cork mm-hmm. that you that came out of another bottle. Smart you, move. I never thought about that, but that makes sense. And and, and you basically want to you, you want to get this cork and you want to trim it off just a little bit, and then put that on top of the old cork. And if you push in, if there's enough airspace, you can actually push the cork into the bottle whole as opposed to having a deal to deal with the pieces that you're going to be dealing with if you don't have a special corkscrew. It's also just another way to open a bottle of wine mm-hmm. if you ever just don't have access to a corkscrew. Yeah, well, when, when you're talking about uh, very old vintage uh, sports, you want to make sure you're, you're not screwing up where you could have. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, aside from that, I, I pretty much agree with what you say. So... Here we are still on the food show. Nice to be here with you talking about food and wine and stuff. If you don't uh, know anything about um, uh, vintage ports, don't ju- don't go and buy a bottle of it. You, you, non-vintage, yeah. yeah, that's that's wide open. You'll learn everything it's about. But uh, once you start getting in those high alcohol uh, setups, and but the the flavors, oh. Uh, we're we're going to do that. I, I'm trying to figure out activities for our listeners. Uh, not that you're dull and have nothing better to do, but we're going to. Uh, I'm going to see if, as time goes on, we get some interesting special events going. You know, not not as organized as the Eat Club was. The Eat Club when that was running. It was so complicated to keep straight. We we finally just had to stop doing it. But uh, I think we could pedal this down a little bit and then uh, get back at it and see what else we can find out there. What do you think? Well, Worth, worthwhile or just something to take up time? Talking about wine, one of the things that I've noticed mm-hmm. over the years, because I've been in several restaurants where I served high-quality wines, I tend to like a wine that's a couple of years old, but... I never really found the value in the much older wines where the price tag was so high because the wine had been had been stored properly. In other words, a perfect mm-hmm. example would be, oh, let's just say a Cabernet Sauvignon and maybe one that came from France or one that came from California. I find that I like one that's two to three years old, but when you start aging these over five years and you get to eight, ten years, it, I, I don't find that it's worth the money. Well, you know, uh, it depends on what it is. And, you know, some wines can pull that off and some wines can't. Uh, One very peculiar one is that uh, when we got to the end of our wedding reception, my wife and and my uh, wedding reception, we had about two cases of the red wine still left over. We had a big crowd there, but for some reason nobody was drinking red wine. And something happened well, i tell you what, after we come back from the break, I'll tell you what it was. It was really kind of pretty amazing. 
and we would be able to talk about it for years. We'll talk about it for years after we come back from a, a message or two here on The Food Show on 105.3 FM HD 2. Gregory is on the phone, but uh, Gregory, I uh, ask you if I couldn't talk to Margaret first because, after all, she's a girl. I guess. Probably so. Uh, Margaret? Yes. Welcome to our show. Thank you very much. What's up? Well, you were talking about Andrea's restaurant earlier, mm-hmm. yep. and I was reminded of uh, a visit I had to that restaurant a long time ago. I went with my mother and my aunt, and Chef Andrea came over, and he talked to them, and he kissed their hands, and they had a wonderful time. Oh, wonderful. Glad to hear that. And he will be, too. Did, were there cookbooks okay. involved also, Margaret? No, not for that visit. I know he likes to sign cookbooks. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, th- well, thanks for the report. Okay. Goodbye. See you. Thank you Bye. for calling, Margaret. Wait, what's this up? What's this about the cork? I mean, the... Uh, uh, Chef Andrea will sign your cookbook, cookbook if you bring your cookbook into Andrea's. Huh. Well, I'm going to have to see about that because I wrote his book. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, uh, and he'll be laughing about that right now. Sure. Now uh, we have see. another caller? Uh, yes, we do. Gregory, welcome to the Food Show. Come on in. And thank you for holding, Gregory. Oh, well, thank you. Happy New Year, Ron, the gourmet waiter. And happy, <laughs> happy New Year, Tom. Yep. Everybody's well, huh? Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, y'all were talking about five best Italian restaurants in, in one's opinion? Yeah. Yes. Okay. In the city, doesn't have to be in the quarter. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is in no this is in no order, but these are places I love and I go all the time. Yeah. Fair Restaurante, enough. Restaurante Filippo. Yeah. Del yeah. Porto. A little restaurant. Del Porto. Del Porto yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Vincent's, both locations. Yeah. I got Andreas on there because I really like the food there. Mm-hmm. And Fausto's. Fausto's. I love Faust, Fausto's. There you go. Well, that's those are my five. And Tom, it was me several weeks ago that brought yeah. up the subject of uh, vintage ports, and Mike had called in after me and said, "Hey, Gregory, spending too much money on those things." I didn't spend that much money on my vintage <laughs> ports, and I happen to like port. Yeah. So I had All right. To, Fair enough. I had to get that little dig in there. Why not? Yes, sir. Well, Why not? Says, What's life all about other than to get a dig in now and then? Gregory, I've got well, a uh, who done it for either. you. I just. No, I'm not an enophile either. You know, no. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm just a guy who loves wine. I mean, mm. I, I guess that's the term enophile, but um, I've yep. never really particularly liked that uh, term myself. Now, as far as the last meal, is that another thing you brought up, Ron? Yes, sir. The death meal. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that really cheers me up. Just the <laughs> no, thought of that. No, no, no. I thought this often because, Tom, I, I've listened to your show over the years, and people have asked you that question on many yeah, times. Uh, yeah. Oh, Let's yeah. have it, Gregory. <clears throat> okay. Well, it would start off with um, definitely um, some uh, New Orleans-style grilled oysters. That would start with that. Then it would have to be a, a, the crispest wedge salad with blue cheese and a few slices of Roma tomatoes at the base down there because I like both with my wedge salad. Then it would have to be it would have to be Agnes Bellet's um, beef Wellington. I'm not kidding you. 
Herb Beef Wellington, and then some Leonese potatoes on the side. No, wait, wait. Who and, is uh, who is this? I, I I missed something here. Anya's Belay's Beef oh, Wellington. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's the last surviving. She's the yeah. Then of course. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. is the the last uh, vestige of the old Louis the Sixteenth restaurant, which was a great restaurant in its time. But when it closed down, we were left with almost nothing. And Agnes, which looks like Agnes, uh, she pretty much stepped in, took over, and does all to this day uh, all the business for those hotels around that place. She uh, really is. She's she's uh, quite a woman. Um, yep. And indeed, and, and she could probably whip it up for you right away. But it certainly had to be the beef Wellington as the main course. And I would have to finish it off with a uh, homemade pecan pie a la mode with homemade vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, some cognac and wine to go with, you know, with all the courses and stuff like that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds yeah. delicious. Greg, Maybe you sound a little like... Grand Marnier, you know. <laughs> Greg, you sound like you're a gourmet, so I've, and who knows Italian, because you mentioned five great Italian restaurants. So I've got a whodunit yeah. for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name a restaurant, and you're going to tell me the sister okay. restaurant and this is his sister mm. ah, this okay, is so, uh, this is interesting so you mentioned Fa- you mentioned fausto's fausto's sister also cooks and she's got a famous italian restaurant who done it irene absolutely way to go ding, 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 10 ding. out of 10 <laughs> and you know you know i i irene's was going to be on my list but I, I just the first five came up and then i actually had a a, a six and a seventh one was dominica and the other one was irene's <laughs> Mm. But because uh, those are places I I go to quite often. And, Both great uh, restaurants. Even though Dominica is, you know, I think I, I, I mean, I think I Irene's an incredibly good Italian restaurant. But I, I don't go to it as often as I can because I sometimes I can't shoot myself into that joint. It's so packed all the time. Sure, one yeah, of the things about sure. Dominica that's fantastic <laughs> is that they have a happy hour. I, I know it. I, I believe it oh, used yeah, to be three to six. I think there. now it's two yeah. to six. And what is it? Fifty percent off wine. Fifty percent yeah, off uh, it pizza. Is. And then uh, yeah, and the. Yeah, they have the pizza fifty percent off, and there's certain appetizers too, which uh, you know the the uh, antipasti that yeah. they do, which is uh, absolutely terrific. Hey, Ron, I'm I'm glad you're doing this. I mean, I never get to talk to you, but I certainly heard your guest host over the years. I, what a uh, what a terrific uh, bunch of subjects you brought up. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, I'm glad to hear you say that because I was thinking the same thing myself. So uh, it's really been good. Well, Greg, I've got a question for you. Since you know gourmet and you love Italian, if we were going to call you a gourmet, you would be Greg the Gourmet blank. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be Greg the unimportant gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> unimportant? The committee has, yeah, the the committee has seconded gourmet. You know, your the answer. The tangible gourmet guy, you know. I mean, I uh, like food, like Tom says, you don't have to be a gourmand in the sense of the, in, like, you know, in, in, in terms of the dictionary. As long as you have a love of food, you're a gourmet. Yeah, that that's right, it. Tom? Yeah, that's it. If you're if you are enjoying yourself and uh, you're uh, finding exploration uh, coming out of you, uh, yeah, why wouldn't you uh, want to keep that on your radar forever? Now, Greg, well, I've got some I've, homework for you. I've always, yeah, Tom, I've always remembered you saying that. Um, and uh, just for the record, I mean, my child number was 17 for many years, so hey. I'm, I'm oh. very proud of that. By the way, did you child hear, we're going we're gonna to reinstate the child numbers pretty soon. Okay, well, you yeah. gotta, i got to get on your uh, website and say that I'm still 17, I hope. Well, uh, we'll see you about know? that. I don't know how that works. Greg, did you get your child number from way. Mindy? Yeah, I got my child number from Mindy. Because I'm child number 13. The, ah. baker's, the baker's Gosh. dozen. <laughs> 
Mm. How about that? Okay, I've got some homework for you real quick, Greg. Next time you call in, I want you to come up with your own top five list, and it can be anything involving food or beverage. So the next time you call up, we want you to be Greg the Unimportant Gourmet. Is that what you said? (laughs) That's it. Greg the Unimportant Gourmet. And then give us a top five list. It can be anything. Yeah, anyway, why not? it's Gregory the un- Gregory the unimportant gourmet because there is another Greg that calls in, so we don't want to get confused. That sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for the compliments; it's our pleasure, and thank you for calling in. Always good to hear. Very so good. So long, you guys. Happy New Year. Thank Happy you. New you year. too. See ya. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We talk about eating. We talk about restaurants and cooking and wine and all of those things. Love to hear from you. Two six zero six three six eight two six zero sixty three sixty eight. And uh, if you've never called our program before, please know that uh, there is no upper or or lower uh, levels for what you can talk about or whether you have to like something or or hate it or something. But uh, you can tell us whatever is on your mind and share it with us because we always get a lot of lot of useful information that way. Thank you. Two six zero six three. Six eight. Boop, doo, doo, boop, boop, boop. Let's see, you you guys. Uh, what 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 you got next? I've got another top five list for you. You do, and uh, what does it con- what does it concern? A while back, when I called up, while back, we were talking about restaurants <clears throat> that are no longer here. Mm, the extinct restaurants. So yeah. we were going to put a top five list together, and I was going right. to start off with Uglesitches. Mm, well, a lot of people will say that. I thought and, that the seafood and the yeah, fish good, were done very, very, good. very well there. Yeah, great oysters, too. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the neighborhood back then, but the food was fantastic. It was kind of a little rough, yeah. And I agree, the long lines sometimes were a little too much. Mm-hmm. So what would be on your list? My top list? Five, top five extinct restaurants. Call us up, 504-260-6368. Oh, yeah, this is a, a no-brainer for me. Uh, LaRuth's. LaRuth's and my second... That would be Warren would be, LaRuth. Yeah. Uh, Gerard's. Uh, uh, Crozier's. Yes. Yeah. That, that that would be on there. Uh, Christian's. What was the best thing LaRuth's did, in your opinion? Uh, the oyster uh, thing that they did as an appetizer, and also the crab meat thing that they do for an appetizer. Both of those were killer uh, appetizers. And then Crozier's. And, and Crozier's. He had a style of its own in one sense, but in another sense, he was playing the classic uh, kind of out in the out in the uh, uh, gathering of people out in the woods and all around. You know, that's the kind of uh, food that he did. For who? What? Did somebody? It's a French restaurant. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But you know, you have fr- uh, French cooking that is taken in restaurants and and there are some that uh, are taken while you're running around in the in the woods or okay we've got two more Tom we've got okay. two more extinct restaurants two more extinct restaurants anybody what would it be oh you're asking me yes oh okay uh, you are the most experienced gourmet in the room at the moment I am so I figured I'd ask you okay uh, I let's see my the, the next one after that would be gee boy that's a you how about would, one on the north shore one on the no north oh a lot that's a no brainer something too. by the cool water mm-hmm. ranch uh yeah this is would be um um la provence la provence 
uh, throughout its history was either great or extraordinarily great and always consistent and uh, came to a, a very uh, embarrassing end. Although I hear that they are going to rebuild. So that's on the way. Sal is here on the green phone. Sal, you there? I'm here, and it's my favorite caller. Thanks for putting oh, me on the Oh, my game. pleasure. You know, we're always looking ready to get... Uh, <laughs> never mind. I screwed that up nah. badly. Uh, Come on okay. in, Sal. Well, I've got five restaurants that would be my favorite as, yeah. far, as far as my preference and taste. It may not yeah. make the best list. It may not, y'all may not agree, but All right. my favorite extinct restaurants would have been Brunnings, Moran's yeah. on the uh, Riverside Inn. Yep. This goes on the West Bank, Lenfants, mm. and uh, let's see, what would my number five be? Oh, Papa Rosselli's in West End. Oh, well, that that was a really uh, unusual place because it was this Italian restaurant with uh, with Christmas tree lights around the in- inside, but it was really Italian. Yeah. <laughs> it but, was, and at, it, because it was at West End Park, it could do anything it wanted, pretty much. Pretty much. And, and another and, one I enjoyed, and this is probably not a gourmet place that you would think of, but it's a burger joint, and that was Bull's Corner in uh, uh, right off, right behind Baptist Hospital. Yeah, I remember that well. When I was in college, we were always over there. Uh, it yep. was very popular. Uh, they they came and went. The guy who created it sold uh, a franchise of it or something like that to some other people, and so they wound up. It was in uh, Laplace for a long time. I don't think they're there anymore. I'm not sure. Have you? Uh, I heard a while back y'all were talking about boudin, crackling, and things of that nature. Yes. Yep. And- mm-hmm. You know, having lived in the Lafayette area for about 30 years of my life, I really got spoiled over there. But I recently discovered a place in Covington uh, called Bergeron's. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, they, if, they, they do a pretty good job. If you're looking for, uh, you know, sausages and that kind of thing, they've, they've got a, a, a good lead on it. Yeah, the crackling and boudin are, are pretty good, I have to say. And um, another thing, you know, another place I've tried recently— um, since they opened up a location over here with Felix's in, in Mandeville, they're doing a really good job, too. I noticed uh-huh. on the websites they're not getting very good reviews, but you got to take that with a grain of salt depending on who's doing the reviewing. But I thought we had lunch there a couple of weeks ago as a group from our office, and uh, everything was great. The food was great. The service was wonderful, and uh, prices were very, very reasonable. Yeah, uh, it's still just getting started, so uh, that's not a restaurant I'm willing to uh, review quite yet, but uh, it, well, it'll happen. Like the menu is going to be the same, but it's just a matter of yeah. how they run properly and preparing it properly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I found no complaints whatsoever, to be honest. No, I'm glad they opened up some kind of restaurant there because that was a big gap in, uh, you know, they had the Nuttinis and uh, several other restaurants were in that space before that. I think they might have had as many as seven or eight uh, restaurants over the years in that very spot. 
Well, well, Tom, tell me, have you, uh, do you have any new restaurant reports to talk about? Have you been to Dabs yet or anything like that? I, I have, places? I have been to Dabs, uh, which is Chef Duke, uh, revised uh -huh. and, right. uh, I, uh, good luck to him on that. And what else? How was it? It was okay. Uh, it, I, I don't think he's got it all put together yet. And and he pretty much admits that. That's that's the feeling I get. And most of the people I've talked to about it seem to be happy with it, too. But I think, you know, you, you open a new restaurant, it's never easy to get it going. Uh, oh, it's yeah. It always takes a while. I hear Tom yeah. always talking about at least six months, maybe a year, before you really get all the kinks out and get things right and get your locals starting to come in. And maybe, you know, the fun about that is there's so many people opening restaurants yeah. who really... Some, I mean, I'm not talking about Chef Duke. He's he's definitely an expert. But um, there's some people opening restaurants that don't even last that long. Yeah. You know? I see two so, reasons. Man. One of the reasons is I think a lot of people don't understand the time that it takes to get through that first curve. I think that a lot of times they open up without the resource, the financial resources to to get to where they need to be. Because sometimes it really takes a couple of years for a restaurant to get going. The second thing that I have found is what I, the industry that I was in, it's finding good help. It's finding good service people. Yeah, well, that's nothing new, but, uh, yeah, I, you certainly are right about that. Well, y'all have a great <clears throat> evening. Thank you for taking my call, and thanks for all you do to uh, enrich our culture. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you, Sal. Appreciate uh, you calling in. I would never put it in those words exactly, but uh, I am just uh, nuts about the idea that, uh, after listening to our show, people seem to want to eat out a little bit more often and a better quality and all those other things, and we come out of it with a little better action. And so we help ourselves back and forth, back and forth, over and over again. So we've got do a couple do of do moments do left in the show, Tom. Yeah. What I do we do with them? What do we do with them? I don't know. Well, I've got the final list, and I'm oh. going to ask you. The, this, is, this, is, this is two questions, and okay. I want to toast Marianne Fitzmorris because this question is going to be geared towards Marianne. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh -huh. what, what is the best hamburger restaurant, <laughs> in her opinion? And the second follow-up question is going to be, what is, in her opinion, what is the best burger joint that's no longer around? Well, if she were here, she'd tell you. Okay, so, so... And I'll be darned if I know, because what, what do I care about burgers? What's her favorite hamburger joint? I don't know. Top two, maybe? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> to tell you, because every time, it seems like every time I turn around, she's got a new one. Uh, th this, uh, uh, there's, there's one that's shaking something, something shake. Shake Shack. Big, big fuss over there. You wouldn't believe uh, how much she wanted to get in there and check it out. And it was, to my taste, a total zero. But the uh, people pack it. <laughs> I mean, it, it is hugely busy. So what can you say about that other than, well, lucky them. It's unbelievable, the hamburger yeah. craze that uh, started a couple of years back and how the overpriced hamburgers oh. got, got, got to be. I've yeah. never seen so much fuss made over a burger, although I will admit I love a good burger. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a good hamburger. But, uh, you, you, you know, once in a while. <laughs> oh, well, I'll get in trouble for this. I'll let you know what happens. Okay. Yeah. Well, this certainly has but been it, a lot of fun with our yeah. top five list Monday. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially the fact that it's on a Monday. Here we are on a Monday doing our program. We've been quite busy. At the beginning, we weren't. But for the second half of the show, we've been rolling right along. So, Ron, the gourmet waiter, I think you can say you've scored one. Well, I appreciate being here. I want to okay. thank Marianne for letting, inviting me and you for having me here. And also Doug, well, our, our magician behind the glass. Yeah, well, um, he's, he's one of our stalwarts. And he's going to have the warts taken care of. <laughs> Somebody stop him. So we talked, you, you spoke real, real briefly about the chow numbers coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the chow uh, thing was, was so ridiculous that it amazes me to this day that anybody got involved in it, let alone the fact that after a while we lost track of all the numbers and we could never find them again. So we had to do it all over again, and then we've done it all over again again, and now we're talking about it yet again, and what will come of it, I can't tell you, because I don't know. We have come to the end of our program. Everybody uh, who listened today, I thank you very much for for being here. Uh, you know, it just... Uh, I bet, Ron, you're feeling good about it. Cause, Had a uh, great show. Thanks good. for everyone calling, and thank Did you all again for having me here. Thank you very much, and we'll be back tomorrow like we always are. It's the Food Show on 105.3 FM HD 2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.